theme song. Theme, theme, theme. Theme, theme song. The theme, 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 theme song. Theme the song. The song is themed. Theme song for the show is Deer. actors in this movie that don't I just said Deer. are they there? It's not a thing. I don't know. Rationalisms. But they're there. Welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me I am joined by... Cameron. Oh, hey, look, it's you still. Hey, you also still. Oh, okay. From the rigor mortis. I get it, because death. Um, Today we're talking about uh, Robin Williams' titular film, RV. Yeah, you definitely titular, see I mean, a lot of his titulars in this movie. I get it, because it sounds like breasticisms. Yep, breasticisms. Mm-hmm. You know them breasticisms? I do. I am familiar with them as an abstraction. An abstraction, an obstruction of justice? Yeah, an abstraction of justice. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you know this. I love that everyone's like, Robin Williams, we love all your best movies, and we're like, Robin Williams, we're honoring you by doing the worst movie you ever did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have to, right? right? I don't know. And it's a He's family comedy. We have to do that. This is true. If it's a family comedy, we have to cover it. It's 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 by law. It's, it's been handed down by the gods. And by that, you mean we prefer to watch family comedies than anything else, because that's our pastiche. Our and I don't I don't know why, but yes, we do. Yes, we're weirdos, I guess. You know, you know, the new wave yeah. of French new garbage cinema. At its finest. And I even love how the promotional uh, poster for this movie has an RV teetering on a rocky mountain. Which happens in the film. Oh, boy. This, this movie's depressing. Man. It's so like, depressing. It's, it's It sucks your goddamn soul. It's hard as shit to watch. Like, don't watch this. Don't watch this movie. You see, I weirdly loved this movie. Really? I couldn't stand it. I thought it was hilarious. I feel like if we watched it together and di- not in different time zones, you would have loved it. Yeah, probably. If I if I didn't have to watch it by myself at two in the afternoon. Oh, I was so depressed watching this. I even had people looking at me in the library, which is where I watch films, ladies. If you want to join him, call 555-WATCH-CAMERON-WATCH-MOVIES. <laughs> what, call now. It's just a live stream of watching me watch movies. Can we put that together, please? Because that would be the best thing in existence. Is this like a Big Brother house where I just sweatily watch awful Robin Williams movies and go, ugh, eeh, ooh. I, I'd watch that as a TV show. I would, too. I mean, but w- wouldn't that be like a weird meta commentary on society? I, I think people would buy it. Hey, TV show people who make two TV shows happen, give me money for my ideal. Your ideal or your idea? Shh. Ideal. Shut up. Oh, your ID. Shut up. Got yep. it. Yep. I wrote so many notes. I was angry as shit. Oh, I I wrote a lot of notes, too. Let Should, should we dive right into the beginning? Don't don't worry about format. Don't worry about what order this comes in. Let's just set up the ground rules and we'll go over a fuckload of bits because that's all. The, it, this movie is a string of bits, oh. like really shitty bit jokes, and they none of them work at all. None of them. 
maybe the plot one. is basically a sketch from Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live stretched into like ninety nine minutes of torture. Yeah, it's like it's like the worst of the SNL movies. They're if like, there was a what if we had this wacky professional upper middle class dad who had to take his family on an awfully looking RV? Whoa, 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 whoa. It's like a, it's not even an SNL movie. It's like a Mad TV movie if they ever did one. Oh God, I'm so glad that like it's a Mad TV. It's went lower, under. yeah. It's lower tier than than Matt TV would be. Well, it's like lower hanging fruit. It's like the fart jokes, the diarrhea, and the vomit of humor. Whereas uh. SNL is like, you know, let's base our humor on ideas and characters that we construct through situations. Whereas Matt TV is like, eh, fuck it, it's a poo joke, whatever. This movie has so many body fluid jokes. I know. It's almost like they solely broke down on like the writer's whiteboard. They're just like, all right, we gotta we gotta get the poop. We gotta get the the vomit. We gotta get the this. And then we got some movies. Now, how do we make this scene funny? Let's see. We've already used up a Nazi joke. We've already made fun of the Jews a little. Let's throw some poo in there. You know, because the funny happened when Dupu. And even later in this episode, dear audience, we will have the studio executive who funded RV in the studio executive talking about the making yeah. of RV and Robin Williams. Yeah, I hope it'll be a treat. It'll so be great. Stay but, tuned, guys. Oh, and you got to love a promotional campaign that rips off the sci-fi classic Alien with the tagline on the poster that reads, on a family vacation, no one can hear you scream. Fuck, fuck, fuck you for ripping that off. Like, that is a terrible, like, you shouldn't be allowed yeah, to Yeah, that is quite that possibly one of my favorite movie taglines and, you know, ever. It's like, no one That's can hear you scream in space. I'm like, that's thought provoking. That's like a great, like, base level yeah. for entry into a horror movie whereas that's just like eh, alien whatever <laughs> it's a ref it's a reference to another movie that other people did and we didn't and in case you thought that this was going to be an enjoyable robin williams thing where he was the only good thing about it it starts off with a robin williams obviously improvised puppet show what uh, yeah the puppet like show all- the sock puppet show where he's like i'm the tickle monster yeah, uh, a lot of family comedies start this way as well. Have you noticed that? Well, I think you're just thinking of Ghost Dad wh- with the recording of him reading. Yeah, well, no, there's wasn't there one in like, uh, oh, what the fuck was that shitty ass movie? Oh, Homeward God, Bound. Remember. No, but we should do that. No, no. I like uh, the torture porn version, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bondage? That didn't work at all. You suck. Or James Bondage? I get it. I really do. Because Bondage? I understand that joke is a thing with things happen. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you Mm. understand that it exists. Yeah, so let's get get to the premise of the movie. The the movie is basically... Robin Robin Williams is a, is a super he's a dad. That's about it. Well, um, no, you got to start with how the movie starts when his kids are really young, and he's like, "We'll never change. They're five. Nothing ever changes." And then it jumps forward ten years to him picking up his daughter's friend to go to a work function, and he's like, yep. "Ah, oh, goddamn it! Where's your fucking friend live again?" 
Why don't you know the address like an adult do? Because she's 15 now. Things change. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there was there was a line in the little kids kids things where the where the child where she was like, Daddy, I never want to get married. And he's just like, Oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> like the dumbest joke in the fucking world. Oh, and marriage it's jokes. Like- it's like a prisoner contract. <laughs> Guys, it's funny because a lot of people don't aren't happy in their marriages. And then if you don't, uh, like, I totally realized, uh, you know, like compulsory heterosexuality. He's like, oh, honey, I just assume that you're straight. So you'll meet a wonderful guy, and, but we'll always be bestest friends is. Yeah. And so um, it's like they're in a minivan. They pick up the overly nice friend Gretchen, who is probably the most yeah, interesting yeah. character because she's a Except psychopathic they, eco-terrorist in her own way. Yeah, and they immediately ditch her. They're like, oh, it's the too nice one. And they go off and they introduce us to interesting people who probably did this movie as a favor to Barry Sonnenfeld, the director, who has done yeah. actual good movies like um, Men in Black, Men in Black 3, uh, he directed a few episodes of Pushing Daisies, and he's also done some shit like mm-hmm. this and Wild Wild West. Well, Wild Wild West isn't, is, yeah. Oh, he also did bad. the Adams Family movies, so he's got good comedy background. He's not just, well, it's action or something, so he can handle the genre thing. This is just, on a script level, just awful. Garbage. Yeah, yeah garbage. garbage. For lack of a better term. So... So fucking Robin Williams has is planning a trip to Hawaii with his family because they're doing shit because they're growing up, you know, typical. We got to put a timeline on his needing to bond with his children bullshit of, of the film. Um, so their excuse is let's go to Hawaii before they go too old to do shit with us. Um, but then it's like, well, work get in, gets in the way. So let's do this instead. That's that's it. They go on an RV trip instead because of work. Well, no, Aaron, we have to go back to the work function because this is basically the exposition dump where it's like, who does Robin Williams work for? He works for a soda that is called what? What's it called? It's called um, Pure Vibe. Pure Vibe. A soda. And it has the. It has the. Yeah. It has the worst fucking. what the fuck is it called? It has the worst logo I've ever seen for any fake company in a movie. And we don't even... Like it, we, it, it, we see bad. the logo mostly on like a poster in Will Arnett, who plays Robin Williams' boss's office, and on yeah. the laptop that Robin Williams tries to use on the road during the trip to get a presentation done. Which gets stolen in the dumbest way possible. By a Bob Dylan wannabe. Who looks behind toilets? Because why not? I know. I'm like, wait. So he went in there. Was Who he like hoping beh- to score drugs? <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, Robin when Robin Williams trying to get a proposal done to, to set up this fucking shitty ass bit. Um. Uh. So he takes his laptop into the shitter into the toilet, and then something the RV keeps rolling away because funny. <laughs> And so he he stashes it behind the fucking toilet. And when he gets back, it's gone. Because, you know, people hide shit behind the toilet and look for shit behind the toilet. 
all the goddamn time in, in public restaurants, that, restrooms. That just happens. That's a thing you look for. You know, when I whenever I go into a fancy restaurant, I'll just look behind the toilet because you never know. You might find fucking buried treasure. Oh, buried Ooh. treasure in the toilet. Yar, there be buried treasure. I want to see you go to a fancy restaurant in a pirate outfit. Go into the restroom and raid the urinals and the toilets. Arr, I need your urinal cakes. <laughs> They're like little doubloons. They're worth all the monies. Oh, the money. Yar. Loads of money. Okay, well, I'm, a giant. I'm still stuck on giant. the uh, the work function because it basically is a showcase of all the better actors that in this movie yeah. yeah like how did they get will arnett tony hale that's about it how did they get these great comedy actors to do this like will arnett he says the weirdest line of the whole movie he looks at robin williams's wife again it's like they've never met before even though they're like i've worked yeah. for this company for 20 years He's, he looks at her and he says, if my ex-wife were as pretty as you i would still be in the middle of a terrible marriage God, that's a creepy line. Oh, oh, this is in this scene. Robin Williams whores his daughter out to to bother him or something. Oh, yeah. He's like, go hit on the boss man because he likes you. Yeah, he he's always liked you. Why don't you go talk to him? I'll give you 20 bucks. Like, and then that that's really creepy. This is the best. Hey, part go sleep with my boss for power. Robin, um, not Robin Williams. Um, His daughter's friend, Gretchen. Um, she's yeah. like, I've read all about him online. And then she's like, you're Can responsible for the obesity of children and throws like this green stuff that she apparently was hiding in her purse all over. Will uh, Arnett she was hiding it in all, between her. Some, I don't know. She's just hiding it. You know, third pocket, even though she's wearing a pocketless dress. It, that's like a sundress. Yep. You know, the third pocket, though. No, she gave it to the prop department and they were just like, eh, we'll have one here or whatever. I don't know where she got, I don't know where you'd hide that. Just, there you go. It's in there. It's, uh, pulling it out. It's just letting it all hang out. (laughs) Just letting it out. We interrupt. Just letting it all hang out. Hang out. Yeah. I I don't know why I love that song. Because it's it's fucking absurd. It's it's an absurd song. It's just dumb. You know. Um. So you know. Things. Um. So there's the exposition dump of oh I work at Soda because great things and his coworker Laird who's like the kiss ass company I can do this but he's really bad in like yeah work performance things and when we meet his son it is the worst thing like they didn't bring him to the function at all his son is like this white body lift like weightlifter thing. He opens it and he's got like an easy and Tupac thing. And he's like, yo, home slice. Can you keep it down? Oh, his son. Yeah. yeah. He turns. He's like, <laughs> he's this short white kid. Who's just like, I'm always working out and listening to ribbity rap dog. A dig. He's like, you ain't got no respect for my vibe, man. <laughs> it's ri- that, like, that's not even a joke. That's just like, 
Who? Nobody actually does this in life ever. I mean, people lift weights and people do listen to rap music, but people that are 10 should not be doing both of those things at the same time. Nor are they that delusional about their sense of self. And their parents letting them fall that deep into it. I mean, there are some bad parents out there, but are there really like parents that are like, oh, honey, it's so cute when you appropriate other people's cultures. Yep. I'm sure they do that. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, and they're so upper middle class and so white. I hate them. They're like, oh, the the family in this? Our lives are so hard. They have to go to summer camp because she's 15 and get ready for college, and he has to go to a sports camp or something. Yeah, has to go to fucking camp camping. Oh, no, they're such victims of society getting ready for college and the rest of their lives. Nobody has those problems. Oh, poor guys. Oh, no. But I do like that his wife offers him a Prozac or margarita, uh, a wine or margarita, and he's like, I'll have a Prozac and both of those. Both and a Prozac chaser. Yep, a Prozac chaser. Yep, because. Oh, oh, Cameron, do you remember when, when you know, the 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 Gretchen, the friend who, who throws shit on the guy, when they drop her off, what Robin Williams tries to run her over? Yep. <laughs> his wife yep. is just like, nope. <laughs> that was kind of. That was kind of funny. I thought that was fine. I also love that um, she's like so can't like so happy about having done it. She's like, oh, I had a great time. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Cameron, do you remember when uh, you know the scene where uh, what is it? Is it Tony Hale? Whatever his face. Yeah. You mean um, Buster? Where? Yeah. Where yeah. Tony Hale, Robin Williams, and some third guy who we don't give a shit about, or he's probably does things. Um, they're like in the office space and this is where the, this is where he gets, yeah, you know, the movie, the office space. Um, he gets the idea to go to the RV trip instead of Hawaii. What's his fucking face? Uh, yeah. Tony Hale is just like, yeah, instead we went on an RV trip instead. And the other guy's just like, oh, the famous RV trip. Can we see the pictures again? Like, fuck you that no fuck you writer nobody gives a shit about anybody's shitty goddamn vacation posters pictures nobody cares nobody wants to see those nobody Unless that wasn't got raped the by a bear and got want a to see those at all like that's not a thing that anybody does oh let me see those pictures of oh wait i don't care can we see the pictures of your rv trip again no nobody gives a fuck fuck you Oh, Aaron, I did get a funny thought. Um, Do you remember the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret? Yeah, I was thinking about that because his name is Todd. Oh, I know. I was thinking I'm like, I really hope Will Arnett's character like they did a thing where this is just Will Arnett's character lying to be the president of (laughs) this company as well as the monster uh, like rip off energy drink. Um, I was hoping uh, in Todd Margaret in this. So it's like the same character, but a different company that he did. Wasn't well, isn't Todd Margaret played by other guy. And well, no, um, I mean, Will Arnett, he's his boss. He like got to the top. Yeah, by I know. Lying and scamming the company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his name in this show or in this movie is Todd. Well, that Todd. Mar- Margaret was a different character. I know. I just mean like show. that's the same character, and this is like an old identity of his before he switched over because corporate espionage. 
Yeah, that would have been funny. Oh, that would have been great. He's like, oh, crap, got to go on a David Cross show. And he gets on a hang glider and yeah. just flies yeah, away. Yeah. The fucking... <sighs> this movie has no concept of what technology does. Like, and, there's such a loose knowledge of technology in this film. Yeah, it's like something that someone born in, like, 1947 would be like, I bet this is what Arthur C. Clarke meant when he wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oddity, man. A space oddity, because I don't understand. Because I don't know words, and I don't actually know the title. So and the awful sound design, like when he's trying to send his presentation with uh, from his phone after he redoes it yeah, with his laptop yeah. stolen, it's just like... The fucking... The soundtrack in this also gets a major fucking workout. Like, half of this movie is just filled with music that nobody cares about <laughs> like it's just happening like i i i forgot that music was playing you you know you have poorly placed music when you forget that it's playing it's like what oh right that's still going on why is it here who gives a shit yeah or maybe whatever. it was just my apathy kicking in that i didn't want to watch this goddamn movie oh I wrote down the worst line of the movie. It's when Robin Williams shows up at their house with an RV and the daughter's just like, some idiot parked an RV outside our house. It's your husband. Oh my God. It's your husband. Oh, Aaron, That's did the you sound catch- of the writers vomiting on this? <laughs> did you catch out. the subtle child molestation reference here? Which one? Where Robin Williams is saying to his family, he's like, all right, kids, I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> the place I'm taking you is special and not like Uncle Mike. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. That was, Well, no, I thought that was more of Uncle Mike was a, spe- was a special needs guy. Oh, I, I thought I well, probably that w- that's probably more likely the case. But I, I, I wish that that was probably I wish that it was the other thing. Yeah, Where, no, it was more of a Uncle Mike is special because man, ugh. because mental is because mental health problems, and then of course they Fucking, dub the RV the Rolling Turd because it always rolls away and it's a turd. Well, that's probably what the name of this screenplay was before it was swiped off of the Hollywood blacklist. Yeah. Blacklist. Go. Go, my minions. Oh, and I really love this awful joke that I think Robin Williams probably improvised where he's like, oh, honey, there's this thing. And he doesn't even tell his family that there's a business thing in Colorado, which they would understand. He's just like, let's go on an RV trip. Like, it's my idea. And we, you and I, will go to Hawaii at Christmas. And it'll just be us and the Jewish people. And we'll have all the ham to ourselves. Yeah, that was actually kind of funny. I was like, what? <laughs> that, was a, that was a bit fucking ridiculous. I liked it. Oh, oh, Cameron, can we talk about the sewage dumping scene? Uh, can we talk about that after we talk about the um, driving out of the neighborhood slapstick? Uh, I mean, I guess we could always go. <laughs> yeah, sure. So when they're driving away, um, Robin Williams gets behind the wheel. He's like, OK, we've got everything that we need. Let's go. And so he starts the car, I mean the RV, and they hit everything. This is just like, um, are we done yet? In that everything that someone leans up against or can possibly hit or trip over is just... Or be hit by something else. Yeah. yeah. 
Because apparently they make streets only as wide as an RV, and he's trying to U-turn. Because apparently you can't just round the fucking block like a human would. Most people would be like, yeah, no, I can't make that. I'm going to round the block. Nope. Or because even he's break. a stubborn man. You can even break. Break, like, put it in reverse, and then try to do a wider turn. And then a uh, 90 point turn. Yeah. Might get this without hitting anything. It's not it, hard people. <sighs> what a shit. Oh, oh, oh. And this is, um, in this fucking part, there's a bunch of like added in things, added in shots where, you know, they did, they went back and re they, in reshoots. They're just like, this scene isn't nearly funny enough. So they have like a weird one shot of the, of the, the little of the girl. And she turns to the camera from, from outside the window. And she's just like, I think you missed the neighbor's cat. <laughs> there's like six of those. There's six of those. Like we couldn't make this scene funny enough. We need more shitty lines. Oh, it, oh, they so did that. And the same with them pulling out of the neighborhood. They like hit a stop sign. And then there's yeah. really like this 80 yard line where it's like, dad, do you need to hit anything else? Bump. Womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of 80 yard jokes. Also, there's a lot of, weird green screen where I don't think they'd ever really need to use green screen for these things. Oh, especially in the teeter totter thing where Robin Williams gets the RV stuck on the edge of a mountain or like a, a Canyon uh, Ridge. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well trying to push his weight through that. And then you just see like this thing of the shot of him standing on the window of the RV. And then you know, it's like tilting one way on the front, just this really awful green screen behind him. Uh-huh. Actually, technically, it'd be a blue screen because the bus is green. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to oh, okay. go away. But regardless, technical issues, you know. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Then when they get going, they realize um, they go for bodily functions because that's like the joke per capita thing. And his son's yeah. like, and then, of course, they have to have a POV shot from the toilet of Robin Williams and his son. Oh, my God. Josh Hutcherson, yep. PETA, from the Hunger Games films looking at it and there he's like what what? Did you eat? he's like it's not mine and it's like this mustard yellow shit liquid yeah and they look at it and they're like who wants to go dump the sewage is a family activity <laughs> the, the, this fucking scene is fucking retarded it, it's this so, scene is so stupid it's it's so dumb i hate it and there everything a, that it stands for, <laughs> and then actually, actually, this this scene is is the fucking the dumbest thing. At, it, but it really is. It's like ten minutes it's long so of Robin Williams trying to. Why is find there the a ten minute pipe? Why 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 is there a ten minute shit dumping scene in this movie? <laughs> like, why does that have to happen? That is that is a fucking ninth of this movie is dumping poo. <laughs> this movie is ninety minutes long, and there a ninth of it. Is fucking dumping poo. That, that's it. <laughs> but Aaron, then another oh, so, 10 of that is slapstick and unnecessary ADR. So you've got two one, nights uh, yeah. of this film or 20 minutes of actual like attempted jokes. And the rest is like lazy plot attempts at plot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. The um, So it, <laughs> there's this there's this great line he says to his fucking to his. The, the 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 boy child who, when they're dumping poo or when they're going to dump poo is just like this will be like a th a field of dreams moment when we're dumping this poo together. I'm like, mm. 
There's a lot of weird references to other <laughs> yeah. media in this movie. I'm like, because we all know that famous scene in Field of Dreams where they both defecate on the field while they're dreaming. Well, th- there's also a reference to, uh, oh God, what is it? Ernest goes to jail. Did, yeah. you, did you catch the that? The family. Just, they're just like, yeah. They reference, yeah. They reference another bad movie in this god awful movie. <laughs> Aaron, they're closing the loop. They're like, look at this other movie that we're not. <laughs> And then the fact that, um, you know, that oh, it's like shit. this movie was made for bad movie watchers because the kid and the family that's offering to let them watch is like, it's so funny. Like the writers are like, yeah, huh? we know it's bad and stupid. And our movie isn't like that. I, at I all. don't know if they, it's either they know it's bad and they put it in because of that. Or they thought it was good, and it's just like, everybody knows that's a bad movie. But us, we're all right. We're a family comedy. We know. This will sell. This will be a good film. Sold. It's not, guys. It didn't work. Sold. Garbage. Fucking hell, man. And then I love how he's like the first in line to dump <laughs> to dump the poo. And then these oh, and then the crowd of of, of weird trailer trailer <laughs> park people. No, 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 these perfectly helpful guys are you know they're not very smart, but they're like helping no. Robin Williams out because he yeah. clearly doesn't know what he's doing, and he's like, all we need is a banjo. What he says that? What I missed that? I remember. Um, <laughs> oh, they they're just like I'm gonna go get the host spreader, and I'm gonna go get more host. Yeah, and he's and like, I'm all we need is up. Banjo. It turns it it turns into like the most redneck concert ever, where they're just watching a suburban man dump shit into a fucking hole in the ground from his RV. And plus, what a fucking dick! Like condescending to these perfectly nice, helpful human beings. Yeah. Who are like, yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, fuck you, Robin Williams. These people are trying to help you get rid of your fecal. Well, it's not even his fecal matter. Whoever shat mustard yeah. into this RV. And then what? they like try to connect different tubes and it goes up and it lands in like his mouth or on his shirt. And then. No. So what happens is the, the one of the, the the helpful family guys is just like, I'm gonna go get a big flusher because it's cl- there's a big clump in there. I'm gonna go flush it out with the water down the toilet. And then the other one's just like, well, I'm gonna go get the we're gonna go get the hose spreader too. So like there's a big bulge in the fucking tube and, brr, and then he fucking flushes it. And then hey, guess what? There's a shit geyser because that just happens. You know, shit geysers naturally occurring shit geysers. <laughs> you know, just like old faithful. Yeah, old shitful. <laughs> old shitful. You know that famous and then western all the a shit full of shit. dollars. So all the fucking trailer people just start cheering like it's the best fucking thing they've ever seen. This is their goddamn Fourth of July fireworks show. A shit geyser. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. Did you know- you know how, how many, there were so many jokes that were left to the sound designer to make funny. Right? <laughs> like, like the raccoons, like all, all like all the, the, the burden was just like, if you had enough boink and pot pan sound, this scene might work. Like he had to do so much shit or she. They had to go through well, lots of shit. Yeah. It was more than one person. You know, it's this whole town team. Oh, Aaron. But Aaron. like. Do you, um, 
You know, the the Gornickies is the name of the, excuse me, really helpful family. The wife is played by Deck the Halls' and Broadway's yep. own uh-huh. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she plays the exact same character in every single movie she's in. And not only that, but she was no. nominated for a War Supporting Actress Razzie for this Deck the Halls <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh, all in the she did all these in like the same year, so she probably went from filming um, the Pink Panther, which she was also nominated for Worst Supporting Actress for, to Deck yeah. the Halls to this, and they were all released in the same year. <laughs> well, I mean, she made a lot of money that year, I guess. Do you I mean, do you know? Yeah. Want to hear my theory on why they hired her? Huh. It. Just to sing that atrocious family song that they do. That's like she can all twenty yeah, yodels and shit. Yeah, it's our family song, and her name is Mary Joe. That is like the white trashiest name that Mary there is. Joe. Anything with like a Tammy or like a Joe on the end. Is yeah, really it, bad. that just made me think of Ted, where Mark Wahlberg's character is. Yeah, like just spits off the uh, the white white trashiest names that he can think of. That just made me want to yeah, watch yeah. that two minute clip. That that one is one. Yeah. God damn it! This fucking movie. Oh, and how fucking condescending is Robin Williams and like their family in general where they're like right? having this really nice dinner with this family that they just met. They're like, okay, Ernest goes to jail. Isn't our thing. And he, she, they're like, um, Oh, well we actually, I make a living out of the RV and they're like through hooking. <laughs> like, prostitutes. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. These she people are nice yeah. to you. And you're like, Oh, you must, you must be a whore. Like whore. <laughs> I this <sighs> they are creepy though. Oh, they're so creepy. Lie. But I think my favorite part about them is that they're like, "Oh, I heard that you didn't eat any meat, but I got this pile of organs from yeah. this thing I just killed." It's it's not meat, but it's organs. You know, it's a distinct difference. <laughs> he but says also that, that they ran it over earlier. Yeah, and I read it. the rest of it is in, in the RV. Bathroom. Yeah, oh my god. In their RV, she tries to go to the bathroom and there's just like shitloads of car- of animal carcasses hanging in there. It's like the Roadkill Cafe they're on wheels. Yeah, it's just there. That's a thing they do. Also, the guy who delivers that line is never seen again. Yeah, he's Where not. It's like he he's like a grifter who who's guy? like, I kill animals. And then he goes off into the night like Ed Gein. I don't know who that was. He... He was a featured extra, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> One day of work. They were going to have yes. his his own movie in oh, RV2. <laughs> and it's and just then him. It's going to be how Gretchen goes to college and she becomes an eco-terrorist and falls in love with the road-killing son of a preacher man. I would rather watch that. I know. And then... yeah. Insomnia Kid has to come back. Oh, yeah. I, I was just about to get to the Insomnia Kid. When he tries to sneak away to go to work or to, to fucking type shit while he's pooping or whatever the fuck. Well, it's basically Will Arnett's like, you have to get this this proposal to me because nobody except Robin Williams is like, I, I can fit the family vacation and the work thing into there, even though nobody would give a shit if he said, hey, by the way, I'm going to take an RV 
and I'm going to drive it to Colorado instead of flying. And he's like, hey, give me that there, uh, the uh, the presentation. And he's like, all right, I'll get it to you. So he gets it done on his uh, Pure Vibe laptop and the Gornicky kid who is an insomniac. They're just like, yeah, we'll just give him a random characteristic. He's like, I like since not he sleeping. Was, yeah, because- he hasn't slept since he was five. Yeah. That's his thing. And he's just like all I didn't know because there's like this POV shot or like just a shot of um Robin Williams is sitting oh, on a yeah. toilet working on his laptop and the kid's like, oh, that's a nice one. And I'm like, is Robin Williams taking a shit? And is this kid admiring yeah, said shit? I'm like, really? And then yeah, he's like, no, no, no. He's just, t- I thought he was talking about his dick. He's just like, <laughs> you sir got a nice one, mister. I thought he was talking about his dick. And I'm sure that was the joke they were going for. And I wish they sold it better. Cause that would have actually been like, oh, he's looking at his penis. All right. And he knows about them. I know if it had been misdirection, well he's like compliment. your laptop. And he's like, oh, not my dick. Got it. Yeah. God damn it. But that kid, like, they give that kid such an interesting characteristic because poor kid for, like, being awake forever. And he's just, like, kind of never addressed again. Well, well, later on in the in the in the in that kind of sequence, like at the end of that sequence, when he goes back to the RV, he's outside of the, the bathroom and he's just hitting rocks like super far. Like he's apparently like he'll be great at baseball because that's all he does at night. Like that's. They did one more thing with it, and that's about it. Okay, so the Gornickies are like, hey, do you guys want to travel with us? Because, and they seem like, because, like, the way that the movie is constructed is like, the, well, the moral of the story is basically don't judge people on how they look, which, of course, you don't do that, but we're seeing it from the douchebag upper super privilege of Robin Williams and his family being like, oh, all these, all these dirty salts of the earth people down here doing that. And they're like, we have to get up early so that we can avoid having breakfast with them. Kristen Chenoweth yeah. is like, Oh, let's go have, it's, why would breakfast? And then they I like drive know. away. Right. As she's about to, to, well, she was going to, she was going to set up, uh, what's her bucket? The wife, wife character with her job as well, like selling makeup or whatever the fuck she does, you know? Oh yeah. She's just like, Oh, you can do this. You'll make your guys, you will, you'll make you some extra money. It'll be nice. You know, it's not much work. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's like a Mary Kay. If you don't want to do it, no worries. Yeah. And is that happy max? No, that's just what is their RV is called. No, I think it is. No, that's not the name of the beauty company that she works for though. I think it is, and they just named the the bus as well. Oh, well, that's probably copyright infringement on some level. Well, it's a fake one. I don't know. Who cares? Eh, Yeah. Anyway, so um, they all drive out of there, and they're like, oh, they ditched us. And so Robin Williams is driving behind a tractor. He's like, I'm only going 12 miles an hour. And then when he tries to pass, there's the semi-truck that goes by. No, Cameron, first, she, uh, the wife's just like, leave your dad alone. He's not even a good driver. And he's just like, what? You insult my manitude? I'm going to go do this because my balls include sperm in them. Because part of my worth as a man is endangering all those that I care about. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you and this fucking alpha male bullshit. Come on. 
I'm like, okay, yeah, playing a game of chicken, supposedly, with a semi-truck, yep, that really proves your stones are bigger than anybody else's, Robin Williams. Yeah, it's totally worth you and your family's lives. Here lies everyone in your family. At least you proved your dick was big and functional. You're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, and I have, like, written down... Oh, because Robin Williams pretends to have, like, bad bowel problems so that his family doesn't know that he's working. And there's this 80-yard line of he's like, oh, well, I've got to go take a stinky one. He's like, if the Pooh Fairy existed, I'd I'd have a lot of money. What? I I missed that line. No, no, no. The... uh, I wrote that down. It's that's actually before he goes to work um, in the bathroom on his laptop before he can't send the presentation. And before Kristen Chenoweth and Mr. Gornicky are like, do you want to hear about the time when Jesus saved us from a tornado? Oh, yeah. And then then we we actually hear the back end of that story. I want to hear that whole story. Me too, right? Because the end of it is just like, and then a mattress landed right under her, and she she has we kept it too because she got a bad back, and that's it. That's all you get to hear of it. That's the story, and nobody had what problems ever again. That's how the story should have ended. Yeah, what, uh, leaving out the good parts. Oh yeah, all the good parts. Yeah. Okay, so then they stop it. He's like, okay, I've got to cook dinner or something. And then he's like, opens up the oven and there's a raccoon there. Just this fake ass looking CGI'd raccoon. And he's like, oh God. Oh, no. Well, no, it was a real, real, real raccoons. Yeah, but this is like the worst part. You never even see the raccoons when he goes back in with the umbrella. He's like, I'm going back in while his family is out there. And you just hear all these off screen sounds where it's like, oh, there's more than one. Yeah, this this was my point was that the sound designer did all the work for this joke and a lot of others. Like <laughs> this joke was his job for a week, probably. Was this shitty? Oh, Robin Williams gotta go fight raccoons in a fucking RV. That was what he did for multiple days in a row. <laughs> Fuck that. I wonder how much he got paid. Hopefully a lot. Not enough. No not enough money in the goddamn world. He's like, well, I guess I can put a line about there being two of them. And they're like, perfect. This is why we pay you the minimal bucks. Yeah. So then he goes, <laughs> he goes off and buys a stink bomb for one hundred and seventy-five dollars. A hundred and seventy-five dollars. A three-dollar value. He's just like, you know, I probably could have gotten this online for five dollars, but. Meh. Why do they have to bring up the economics of it? Can't you just be like, I bought a stink thing from this guy. End of story. Well, because they wanted to be like, well, because they, they put this fake character up as a cheapskate because then they get fucking rain ponchos and he's just like, these cost me 75 bucks each, that cheapskate bastard. But why do they establish him as a cheapskate? I mean, obviously he, he can afford to I, take vacations to Hawaii twice in one year, send his kids off to... um camp where they get ready for college and to whatever space camp or who no, gives no, a fuck camp that the kids go that the no, younger kid no, goes no, no, to. No, 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 they were They were setting up this off-screen character as a cheapskate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's in the middle of nowhere and these are the, his only customers. That's why. 
Oh, okay. And then he's like, yeah. oh, it smells noxious like Grandpa Ted. <sighs> I'm like, we Fuck don't know. You. We have not met Grandpa Ted. Uh, why are you referencing characters that don't exist in this fucking speculum? You know that Ew, that character whom you've never or will ever meet? Well, yeah. he's flatulent never. and it smells bad. Well, he smells like a poo. And then <laughs> the raccoons just run out of it. Like after Robin Williams comes out of the uh, off screen action with an umbrella yeah. and like tatters, he throws the stink bomb in and three or four raccoons who, how the hell did they fit into the, the oven in the first One place? Oven? He even makes a remark of like, well, it's a small oven earlier when he was cooking in it. Yeah, and then they're like stuck outside in the rain because he lit off a stink bomb. Oh, that's so smart. Let's get a stink bomb in there well, and well, make the-, no, she, the 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 wife looks at the packaging. She's like, "Can last up to six hours." Oh, husband, <laughs> what is this? An episode of I Love Lucy? Pretty much. <laughs> Why don't so? There's a simple solution rather than waiting six hours for this. In that you cover your fucking mouth and your fucking face with a wet cloth, which was easy because it was raining already, which causes naturally occurring water slides. But we'll get to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> oh, then yeah. you grab this. Yeah, that was stupid. Then you grab the fucking stink bomb and you take it outside of your RV and then you let it air out because that will do it faster than it spewing out more fumes for more hours. Very simple. Oh, it's so simple, but they don't adhere to any reality. They're just like, this is a bit, that's well, a bit. It's all a bit. It's a family comedy. None of them do. This movie is a... <sighs> they keep, like, every second, they're just like, we could fit another joke in, guys. It's like, no, you don't need to put a... Mu it's a laugh a minute. No, it's not. It's a fucking sigh of desperation a minute. It's yeah, not it is, good. It is a death rattle of comedy and i can attest to this like think of something that has few jokes but so many of them land like uh let's take 22 jump street because it's like my favorite yeah. comedy of this year so far that, that is a really movie goddamn good movie has tons of jokes but even the times when the jokes per minute are one or zero it's still funny because guess what they wrote it and it's self-referential and it works yeah the movie is not constructed around this is a bit, that's a bit. Together, I guess it's some sort of a a sketch into 90 minutes yeah. and 50 million dollars. Who knows? This it's it's all slapstick. It's all much. slapstick. It's like a three stooges movie starring a desperate working father trying to reconcile his relationships with his kids. It's depressing. It's it's the worst. It's like if what's his name? If Shemp was the only character and we just followed him for 90 minutes and he was a dad. Oh, I wish that they would make a movie where Shemp is like alone and he's the like one schizophrenic stooge. and he like sees yeah. and we just see him hitting and trying to have like his own slapstick bits <laughs> with nobody but there. But nobody's there. Yeah. You know what? I Oh, Cameron, you know it'd be a great short. What? 
as if we did the, the three stooges, but they're all like they beat each other up, but they don't realize that you can't do that to your wife and kids. <laughs> and it's all, and it's all about abuse, like really bad. And it, it it's all dark, but it, they're still dressed wacky. And like, whenever they hit stuff, whenever they, like he hits his wife and it still goes like, bwamp, bwamp. and then she just goes off and cries. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't hit my son in the nads. Oh, that'd be great. It's like Garfield so without Garfield like, if it was just Shemp there- <laughs> by himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Garfield without Garfield. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. It's so much better than regular Garfield because it doesn't have the lasagna jokes. He's just like, I guess yeah. I'll just go be alone in a corner by myself. There's there's okay. so many where it's like five frames of nothing. And then he just walks across in like a sundress. And you're just like, I mean, all right. <laughs> Sure. This is all that's, part of John's I mean, character arc. Uh, I love it, man. We'll plug that at the end if nobody, if you guys haven't heard about it. It's pretty good. Um, oh, we should oh, probably get uh, back this to this is and where, this off. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but this is where Robin Williams, try, uh, he tries to send his thing from the bathroom and young Bob Dylan wannabe yeah. steals his bathroom computer and he yeah, gets a ride a with ago. the Gornickies after they ditch them again. Pick him up as a hitchhiker. Yes. And um, they're like, oh, no. And they kick Folk Singer because they discover some somehow the... Because uh, Insomnia Kid, the, whose yeah, characteristic, his only po- point of existence is like, hey, that's the guy in the bathroom's computer. And then they're like, you stole this kickoff. And he's like, I found it in a toilet. And they're like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then they try and catch up to them and they have this weird, like the, the, they're trying to get their attention to pull over to say like, Hey, we got your computer. So they're they're Then they're just like, yeah, talk to me. And they're just waving their arms, pretending to talk. That's, that's a shitty scene. Oh, it's great. Oh, and the Gornickies are like, no, well, they wouldn't pull no, over for us. It's not great, but we know where they're going. Oh yeah. Because in passing they did not, they did say like, Oh yeah. Colorado. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know exactly where in Colorado they're going, and these characters who they talked to for like three minutes yeah. and hated know exactly uh, where they're going. Yeah, how how exactly did uh, Mr. Gornicky know the location of Alpine Soda for the ending scene of the movie? Oh, he's quite simply. He's never heard of it. Oh, spoiler alert, Aaron. He went to Stanford. That's how. Oh, yeah, because that just means you know where Alpine Soda Company is. Yep. You know. And so we see them arrive at the lodge place. Um, There's a bunch of young-looking white wankster wannabes who are, like, playing basketball. And Josh Oh, yeah, they they get to, like, the campsite in Colorado. Yes. Where... He has secretly plotted that, like, I can go down to the meeting over here while my family thinks I'm pooing. <laughs> oh, Aaron, we for- literally that is his plan. That is his fucking plan to get away from his family is to pretend to have a distressed bowel is to pretend he cannot stop leaking shit from his asshole. That is his plan to get away from his family to go to a meeting as opposed Just wanted to, to shit through that, his guys. dick hole. What? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you could pull out your dick hole. I mean, we've covered this. <laughs> we've discussed the <laughs> biology of this and how sound it is. You know something, you know, when you go down to the store 
and you buy some laxatives and you put them in your pee hole. It's like a suppository before your urethra. Oh, I forgot to mention, we got someone from the uh, the science cast into the room. Welcome. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello. Welcome. I'm, uh, I'm from the science cast. You know, we have. I, I'm actually on like all the casts, and I'm also the movie producer. I, I'm I'm guest starring on the. See, you know, uh, the normal health cast guy is is out sick. Ironically, <laughs> cause get it, cause it's a health cast and he's sick. <laughs> it's a joke. Ah. <laughs> Because when you loudly so, you explain know. them aggressively, I think uh, people are more inclined to laugh. Yeah, you'll be more receptive, to- receptive towards the joke. Oh, so I have you a question know, about the you- production of the movie. Um, yes, sir. Your line about Ro- with Robin Williams saying, your driving turns me on to his wife. This is a PG rated movie. Has he never watched oh, his yeah. wife drive a car before? And why does that masculinizing her make it like, ooh, I gotta get all up in you, like, all of, out well, of nowhere? Well, you know, he also says, you know, I'll make sure to drive real slow. That is a line in this movie. I'll drive slowly to get fucked by my wife because it turns her on. You know, that, I thought that was poignant to be putting in this film. Otherwise, you know, you never, I mean, how, how is you going to get your point across? I see your point. Yeah. See, see, it worked. It did. I know the business. I know this business like the back of my hand and other colloquial phrases that mean that I know these things. Wait, so did you um, produce this or shadow produce this? I was actually... Uh, double negative producer of this. I know you don't, you're uninitiated, will not know what double unproduced, you know. You don't know what that means. But Enlighten me. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's a real important job that really needs to be done by a real professional like myself who knows this business much like other colloquialisms, such as the back of my hand, which I know well. Which hand would that be, left or right? I mean, I know my left hand pretty well, but I mean, I'm old righty. You gotta know about old righty. Which one do you use I mean, to uh, sign checks with? Both. Both? Are you at ambidextrous? The sa- at the same time. At the same time. How does that work? Well, you see, I don't have time. I have to sign a lot of papers a day. So I have my left hand do my voice name and my right hand do my last name at the same time on all the papers. This way I'm multitasking on the same task. So I get it done like fucking super quick. It's have you done. thought about making a movie about a Rain Man-esque story about someone who does that where they write their first name with their left hand and their last name with their right hand? To I'm save not time? allowed to give away. Uh, I'm not allowed to give away studio secrets. But yes, it's in production. Uh, is it in development? Oh, so it's, it's getting filmed or developed right now? It's it's almost done filming. Um, when is it coming out? I mean, it depends on what country you're in. Well, let's say the United States, for sake of argument. Well, it probably will never come out in the United States. There's a lot of 
really, uh, how do I put this? Uh, blood orgy type things in here. Are you making Nymphomaniac Part 3 or an inspiring handwriting movie biopic? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, you can't write with both hands at the same time without participating in a little bit of a satanic blood orgy. I mean, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that wouldn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, so it's perfect for a German audience. Yeah, the Germans will, uh, the Germans are actually getting it second, which I, I tried to fight to get them first, and then they'll invade the other countries and be like, hey, look, you gotta go... You gotta go see this film. There's a blood orgy. Dude writes with both hands. I mean, it's a fucking incredible movie. So, uh, but actually, it's coming out in Mongolia first. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the time zone thing. I, I couldn't possibly tell you. Maybe it's because the horses get that faster than the trucks. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Good to know. Yeah, you're oh, welcome. So, it, going back to a health cast related note. Um, when yes. there's like the aborted, uh, sex proposition where Robin Williams is standing at like the barbecue at the campsite and he's like, hold on kids, dinner's going oh, to yeah. be late because, and then his wife whispers in his ear again and then he's like, "Never mind," Because he wanted to go fuck his wife. Were you, what, what was your question? Did, were you wondering what she whispered in your ear? No, no. In my question ear? was. Why put that in there? Was that a comment on later age masculine male health or? No, it's about the uh, the human experience. See, what she originally whispers is, hey, I am sexually aroused and I would like your genitals inside of mine. Uh, in probably more colloquial terms. I mean, I I did a, I was on set and I roughly outlined that line. But, you know, I'm not good at the colloquialism. So wait, wait, uh, you rubbed out that line. I, I I worked it out, and I'm like, yeah, this needs to be in here because it's important to the film's dynamic. The, the dynamic of what? Needing to have sex in every film? Well, it's all it's all explained in the second line. See, when she says that she wants his genitals inside of her genitals, then he's like, well, dinner's going to be postponed, obviously, because we're going to go have intercourse. Uh, then she whispers back into his ear, never mind, I just pooped myself. And then he said, never mind, food now. Okay. It, see, it's a statement on the balance of human life and your schedules. See, you see it's a, it's a buildup. See, this movie is all about balancing two different acts see the the most most of the movie is family life and work life but this little moment i felt you really had to balance sex life and pooing life you gotta balance those folks look look listen to me if you spend you got you gotta really you gotta write down your schedule when the bone zone times are you know, if it's if it's six to eight p.m. on a Tuesday, then fucking good for you. But you gotta plan your poos around that time, so it is before or after, preferably before, and you get yourself nice and clean before it happens. This is important. Okay. Um. Anything else you wanted to talk about or plug before we let you go? You know, I'd really love to plug a local pharmacy I go to. It's called J&M's, and uh, they sell a lot of, a lot of weird shit. 
you know, it's located in, uh, in, uh, Botswana, New Mexico, you know, my favorite town, hey, America's favorite town, really Botswana, New Mexico is a, it's a real good town. Now, not to be confused with Botswana, New York. Uh, it was- you know, there's a plenty of Botswana towns in, in America, but I really think that Botswana, New Mexico is the best. But regardless of that, it's located on 63rd East and 432 South. So, so look for that. Jay and Oz, they got weird shit there. I mean, it's, I wouldn't even call it a pharmacy, really. I mean, they got drugs. So, you know, pharmacy there, but yeah, they just sell a bunch of weird shit. Because pharmacies never have drugs. No, pharmacies always have drugs. That's what a pharmacy is. What? Yep. Well, that's why I'm not on the health cast. Yeah, see, this is why you I'm fucking I'm unprofessional. Anyway, I gotta go because I gotta go do the shadow shadow producing cast, which is only available to other shadow producers. So I probably shouldn't have even mentioned it. The Shadow Producers Guild of America, the SPGA. Nope, nope, that's not I mean how'd you find out about that? You told me about it in the last episode, I think. Oh, well, um, forget it. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as shadow producing. You don't know about the dark underworld of Hollywood. I don't. Or Bollywood, for that matter. Holy shit, Bollywood. I took my toes in that a couple years ago, and oh, dear God. I did not I come. I did not come out with toes after that. I literally do not have toes, people. Really sucks to walk. Um, Anything else you wanted to plug, or...? Nope, that's it. Get keep your toes safe, folks. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Man, we got to get those stairs unoiled. Oh man, why do we have fucking squidgy ass stairs like that? That's weird. I don't know. I think that they cleaned it with a Swiffer. I'm gonna have to talk to management. Yeah, <clears throat> or wool management, as it may be. Yeah. So where were we? Um, I think we were talking about the great part where they're about to go to the hike, uh, to the hike on the hike where Robin oh, Williams yeah. is like, all right, now I got to bring the lie home. And he's like making fate fart for the yeah. fake fate fart, <laughs> fake fart sounds. Oh, yeah. Times. And he's like, oh, God, like, yeah, into his elbow, like, it's fucking terrible. And then and then he's just like, oh, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and clean some of this as, this up. Oh, don't use bark. And he throws it over there. Oh, ferns are a man's best friend. Woo. <laughs> hey, look, I feel like shit. Yeah, he says, hey, look, I feel like shit. I'm taking these ferns down the mountain because it's going to feel great on my butthole. And I'm like, what does Robin Williams come to? Because this is a weird point in his career, like 2006 to 2010, where he's like in this weird vacuum of like family yeah, comedies. Only, you know, I, 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 I now know why he was so depressed. <laughs> you know, because of old dogs. It had to be having to. Do, yeah, it had to be all of this, this, this just mass of really shitty family movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be depressed as shit if that happened to me too. I mean, I'd be fine with the money I'd live through, but I mean, if you, if you're a great act, like he is a legitimately, he is a, gr- uh, he's a fucking great actor and he's a good comedian. I mean, I'm not, I'm not into the whole train of thought thing that he does. I mean, it's, it's good in some spots, but eh, you know, 
But he is a legitimately good actor, and he's fun to watch on screen in a lot of things. These aren't those. Yeah, and even at like all. um his first foray into TV. Uh, look at me using fancy words like foray. I'm a language cast coming to the Um, yeah. It, Mork and Mindy, there were literally spots of the original screenplay pages, um, or telecast pages that used to say Robin improvises. Yeah. Like for pages. And they're just like, we can just have him fill it with who he is. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to write things at all. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like a one person joke machine and he really has this earnest, like, way of expressing himself and wanting people to genuinely like him. And that's why people admire yeah. him. Yeah. But when you, know. you bastardize it and have him just do fart jokes and noise and noises off screen that even his family knows aren't legitimate. And if all of your, like all of, all of his improving was either a one liner joke, which was decent and the only funny writing in this movie or it was that very first scene in that in the in the movie where he's like, "Man, I'm the Checo monster. No, I'm a dad, and I improv because because like that. I mean, what what did that what did that paper say? Did it say, "Hey, he's playing with kid. Done. That that's it. Yeah, that's about it." Okay, so um, he goes back down the mountain, yeah, puts on a business suit, uh, takes the RV to the business meeting. Um, Laird, the kiss-ass guy in the company, is like, oh, he like chokes during the meeting. Um, Robin William comes in. He yeah. references I Love Lucy because he can. And then he's like, oh, yeah. and then Will Arnett's like, oh, you killed it. They want you to do the thing at the merger business thingamabob. And he's like, you okay, want I'll be there. At the merger. Yeah. His family figures then, out that he went to the uh, the business meeting instead. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not yet. Oh. First, he has to go through Diablo Pass. I was trying to gloss over that, but I guess he got me. We have to talk about Diablo Pass. Fine, it's a thing. It's <laughs> why. Okay, so when he gets out of the meeting, he's trying to race back so they don't know that he left. Despite the fact he could say, hey, wife and children, I have to go to this business thing, business thing, and I coincidentally planned it because of this, and so I could still spend time with you, because that's more thoughtful than sneaking away because of pooping. <laughs> but it, regardless of that, you know, so he, he's trying to go back, and then there's a big fucking traffic fuck you, because, you know, inconvenience happen. A tra-fuck you. In movies. So... There's a landslide up ahead meh, because so many people just drive through these canyons, apparently. Um, and then the, the, the state trooper, whatever the fuck that guy is in uniform, uh, talks to him. He's just like, well, the only other way through is uh, Diablo Pass, but you'll never make it in that rig, which I think is another like, fuck you. I can masculine through this testicle balls. <laughs> <sighs> So he does that. That's about it. And he um, gets this is, he, this, well, is it, this is the scene where he gets pinned on like the rock in the canyon. Yeah, and, and he like has he to move his oh weight from one thing to the other to make it go. He falls out yeah. of the RV and it lands exactly where it needs to be, just as like it suspensefully cuts between his family no, coming no, no. down the canyon. 
And him arriving there, he like falls down and he's like, oh, I fucked everything up. And they're like, honey, he looks up and it's coincidentally right where they left it before he went and, you know, subterfuge. But but when he's trying to fucking tilt the RV down, he gets on the windshield and he starts rocking it. And then it's just like, yeah, you know, it's totally worth not telling your family that you had a business meeting. If you die, you know, they'll never find out. Yeah. And fuck this movie. Oh yeah. Really? Fuck it. Don't watch this. Okay. And then his wife, um, he figures out, he's like, Oh, well the RV goes underwater. Yeah. Uh huh. And, uh, because, because it never stops rolling away. Yeah, that's like a constant thing where they're like, oh, well, the 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 one yeah. side of the RV we for, we never mentioned was like a guy going, yeah, like rent me. Oh, yeah. The on Irv is his name on the side of the RV. And it's like, you could rent me for a week or a life or a life. You know, the span of that go business business. Happened. And so, so he's like. I'm out here for this. I I lied to you. And his wife is like, you mean you're here for the international, like the national soda merger thing? Like she fucking knew about it. And she never suspected that he was trying to double dip the family thing. And that she knows exactly about the event. (laughs) But she's like, oh, well, I guess I just never thought about that specific event that's happening exactly now, like a mile or two away from here. Well, I don't think she knew where it was. Oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I think she did. (sighs) Maybe. Maybe. Well, because it's Alpine Soda, which is an awful name for a soda thing. Yeah. Like that. Makes um, no sense. Pure Vibe is merging with. Yep. And so, like, that's why they're there. And there's, like, all the uh, the presentation stuff of, like, why they should for millions of dollars. And why Will Arnett's all, her, gotta get it done, on the case, off the case, you're on the case again, you know, that sort of stuff. Oh, and this is where the kids start, they, they have been, they have written a Rolling Turd song and they know it by the time they walk down the mountain. Man, Rolling Turd rolling because it's a turd rolling. Yeah, like a shit About beetle it. going up and down the hill. I just, fuck that. Okay, so Robin still. Williams is like, I choose my job over my family because realism. And he goes and grabs his son's shitty chopper bike out of the RV. Oh, no, no, no. So he wa- <laughs> this is when the RV's already in the lake and he just, he wanders into the lake and then he just comes out on a bike. I actually thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Oh, he's just drowning himself. Okay. Oh, okay. He- Never mind, bike. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, that would be good. Oh, we should re-edit this to be he just drowns himself. Yep. End the movie it. there. <laughs> he just he just walks into a lake and gives up. Oh. And so you know. um what Robin Williams does next is he goes through the wilderness and he's like all these 80 yard lines of I've got to sell my liver for money now. Womp womp. And yeah, there's like this weird sitcom music that plays whenever he's like, oh, I finished the presentation because my family can't know that I'm working too. He's like about yeah. to lay down to bed and then his wife just gets up or the alarm clock sounds. She's like, that you put on the coffee what? and it's just like, boom. Yeah, that that happened fucking 
twice. Oh, Cameron, in this movie, it wasn't a blah, it was a shitty, depressing country song. It went blah, 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 blah. Like Can you dark. please write all the ballads of like, uh oh, bow? No, it, this all the jokes in this movie were just punctuated by really sad like country music that was just <laughs> soundtrack played by Tuba Force, Tuba Force, <laughs> the ultimate tuba band. <laughs> all tuba all and the time. tuba playing the since forever from, saving the world from string instruments <laughs> 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 tuba force versus violins okay so um then mother and that children retarded. um that was really are walking down joke. the road uh the Gornickies come upon them and they still have the laptop because they couldn't single the, signal them down. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you are actually studying for college. And they're like developmentally like ahead of them. They're like, what? People who aren't us and upper middle class and live in a big house in a Los Angeles can be smart too. Can succeed. Yeah. Oh. Bow. Bow now. And he's like, yeah, prep and college. And then they're like, yeah, business and all that. And they're like, oh, well, let's go stop for gas. Oh, oh, we miss Robin Williams. And Robin Williams, just by coincidence, uh, is w riding the chopper bike and sees them through this clearing at yeah. a gas parked at a gas station. And he's like, oh, I got to catch up with them. And so he rides down the hill. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in an extreme like BMX sort of way goes through it and it's like God, the music in this movie is fucking relentless. <laughs> it's like a, an it assault on your psyche. Stops. Oh, oh, do you remember in when they're first on the road in the RV where they just start singing different songs over each oh, other? Yeah, like they totally sing exactly what, what, what they're listening to. I was yeah, enthralled like the, by the listening to the um, Josh Hutcherson's character go, hey, white boy, gotta do that. Oh, yeah. And then um, the daughter's yeah. just listening to uh, Cherry Pie. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the fucking mother is, is singing along to whatever GTO song that is. <laughs> GTO. GTO. And she like... She she gets her lowest voice out and it's just like Ugh. well apparently but that like, and driving you know, really turn Robin Williams on and give him a bone erection. I mean that that's got me bonafide and that's got me wet for the jerk offster baiting. Yep, my my testicles are wetened. <laughs> yep, because that's how arousal works. Biology. Yep. Woo. You know, your your testicles just start dripping. Well, now we've got the person back from the health cast to explain how this formula works. Welcome back. Hello, welcome. Would you like to explain how testicle moistening happens during arousal? Well, you see the male anatomy. This is... A <coughs> yeah, cut that out, Aaron. I'm coughing because I'm doing this voice too much. <clears throat> Okay. You see, testicle moistening happens on the male anatomy mainly because, you know, 
uh, when a man gets aroused, then his his penis gets engorged with blood. But you know, generally that's where other fluids sit in your in your in your penis. You know, so when you get aroused, that fluid is replaced with blood. So the other fluids have to go somewhere, so they leak out your balls. Science through a hole, or like just in general through sweat, or it's like it's like sweating, but you know, sexier, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not into it. Any other bodily functions you want to explain while you're here? I, I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, I, I've I've pretty much covered it. In fact, hold on, I got another plug. I've got. 97 bodily functions and you the ultimate guide to your stuff that comes out of use buy it today at Barnes and Noble <laughs> at Barnes and Noble on Kindle Amazon yeah uh also available all in over cuneiform latin mm-hmm. greek we the- got it in audiobook you can listen to me describe to you different bodily functions and stuff that comes out of you and why it's a perfect gift for 5 year olds who you want to scare to death and, that's, and want to become hypochondriacs. And that's the HealthCast's official uh, guide to 97 bodily functions that comes out of use. Yep. Yeah, you should buy that book right now. It's a real good helpful. It's a real good helpful. And it's available in all book forms and literary. I don't know of other book forms. I mean, there's audiobook, there's book book, and then there's other book book. <laughs> all right. Well, it. thank you. You can send Aaron back in. Be careful of the okay, stairs. Aaron! Hey, Aaron! What? Get back in here. You got a job to do. I don't get paid for this. Man. Oh, Why be- are you making them noises? Because I want to. Well, get out. You might, you know, you might be leaking something, but let me come check you. Oh, no, you're good. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll see you next week for your appointment. Bye. Watch oh. out for the stairs. Man, those are squishy stairs. <laughs> it sounds like your fart shoes when you walk. Yeah, it does a little bit. The curse of the fart shoes. Did we ever mention that, listeners, and how a magic bean cursed Aaron to have fart shoes? Yeah. So whenever he walks, it just sounds like... Just I fart, you know, sounds like a fart. Just. So if you see me dancing, it will be accompanied by a horrifying cacophony. <laughs> cockophony. Yep. Cockophony. It's a cock, but often. E. I cock often on your knee. <laughs> you know. What else are I you do? supposed to do with my knee? Yeah, I mean, otherwise it's useless. It's just a bone. Okay, so Robin Williams catches up. He rides down the uh, the hillum and gets through the slalom onto the clalum and landoms in tandems. And his wife's and like, he oh, Lando well, it's 19 years of marriage, blah, blah, reconnect. Wah, wah. There's an yeah. exact scene like this in every romantic comedy. There's one in and Ghosts of Girlfriends movie. Past that's like this, where Matthew McConaughey, before he had the McConaissance, was like, don't do it because reasons. And they're like, oh, okay. Boop. I mean, 
Yeah, it's all. It also happens in all family comedies ever. Yeah, it's like the the reconciliation. Like I got to get to the thing for the event and that place and the convincing, and then it's like, oh, okay, you did that. Bone the end. Why? Why in all forms of, why in all films and advertisement, is the dad in all family situations the dumbest person in existence? Why is this a thing in our society? I don't know, but that'd make an interesting cultural studies research project. Like, watch, watch a commercial, and it's just like, it'll be like a dad trying to plunge a toilet, and he's just like, oh, I don't know how this works, and he's like using it upside down, and then someone else walks in, like the, the wife walks in, and she's just like, silly you, done. Like, it's a thing in commercials. <laughs> that doesn't movies. make it sound anyway, like that's- she plunges. That makes it sound like she just takes a shit while he's there. Well, I mean, that would unclog it. I guess, you know, I'm I'm a plumber. Because that's how you unclog toilets, with more shit put on top of shit. What, you never went to plumbing school? (laughs) No, I did not play Super Mario Brothers for long enough to be worthy of that honor. Oh, well, maybe you should, you know, clock a few more in. (laughs) I guess I should. Yeah, I mean, it'll help you with your poo problems. Okay, so they get in the RV. Uh, the go- They're like, oh, I'm sorry, Gornickies. I didn't realize that judging people is really dumb and stupid. He's like, it's okay. I figured you were a good person. I know you were avoiding me, but we forgive you because we're better people than you, more or less. Yeah, legitimately better people. Yeah, because they don't fucking judge you, and they're just nice people in general, despite driving yeah. an ugly thing called the the Happy Max. Sounds like a max f- a tampon. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they get there. He's like, oh, I didn't make it to the business presentation. I'm covered in dirt and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, well, we're actually right here. And he's like, how did you get us here? He's like, well, plot developments and coincidence. Nope. He's like, I went to Stanford. I figured this is where you'd want to end up. Wickety boop bop. Because he also knows all directions to all of things. You know, I know where everybody's going everywhere, every time. And Will Arnett's like, that's quite the entrance you made there. Are you you ready? Yeah, Stanford teaches you by looking into someone's eyes, you can tell the address of where they're going exactly. To the fucking T. You know. Especially if they're a well-known comedy actor. Yeah, I mean that just helps. You people are more familiar with them, so it's a good yeah, like you can read them all day. Yeah, it's like TMZ but um academic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's what Stanford gives you. Ding, Stanford send us monies. Yep, for free that's the sound that our our catastrophe PayPal link makes. Our catastropal? Our catastropal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not to mention our Catastra pen pals who write all of our wonderful letters. All of our wonderful genitals. Under not so ideal working conditions that we won't mention on the podcast. <clears throat> Basically slavery. What? We pay them just like three cents an hour. We pay them in lodging. And lozenges. Yeah, they get sore throats all the time. That's because it's China. And <laughs> well, it's because of all the smoke that they inhale. We have to give them lozenges to handle the uh, the gray lung, yeah, all as this- we call it. Yeah, it's all it's all the smoke that we blow in their faces when we're smoking really expensive cigars in front of them and lighting them up with a hundred dollar bills that we make up of the backs yeah. of their labor. It's really fun. 
Yeah, with our with our monocles and our top hats, and you know, we just and our canes there and, and we, our sexual yeah. objects on our arms. It's great. Yeah, we just roll in, blowing smoke in people's face, calling them poor people. <laughs> yep, we just roll up to the club like that. Yo, home skizillet, you got my groove in your jizzlet. And even more painful than us trying to attempt this is Robin Williams. Robin Williams doing it. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, we will actually be attaching a minute long clip after we do the outro to uh, give you a taste of that horrendous scene so that you can suffer like we suffered through that minute. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so Robin Williams gives a speech. He's like, didn't you all get the memo about um, hard casual? (laughs) (laughs) Extreme casual. Oh, extreme casual. Because he's covered in, yeah, because he's covered in shit and (laughs) biking through the woods, you know? There's a lot of shit in this movie, just saying. Oh, yeah. and before he goes to give the speech, his daughter basically does the laziest r- screenwriting thing. And she's like, Dad, I guess sometimes you just have to do what they tell you. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. We don't need to know that. We we were sitting through this painful, atrocious movie. We don't need you to restate the fucking thesis. Yeah. At the very end with a shitty. Ah, fuck it. And then he's like, care. I guess I don't, I don't even care. I'm, do I'm beyond the point of. I I'm liked your wilderness so I'm much, just, uh, I decided to wear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Money. And then he's like, and then, uh, well, before he gives the speech, Will Arnett's all like, if you do this, you'll get more business, the promotion, a company car, a material object, and fuck Laird, because choke, and blah, blah, blah. Robin Williams is like, I can see that your company, Alpine Soda, despite being unfortunately named even more so than Pure Vibe, you shouldn't do it because you care about the work and all that stuff. Goodbye. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. And so they're driving the shit, the shit RV back, and they're all, oh, the turd. And they're like, oh, we're such a happy flamily. And oh, oh yeah. And, and the shot where they're driving away, they have a boat under it because it's been underwater. And then this cop who I had to look up because he looked so much like Sean Penn. I'm like, how the Does fuck it? did they get Sean Penn to do this as a bit role? But it wasn't him. Um, yeah. And he's like, let me see the the vehicle uh, rental agreement. And when he opens the upper cabin, this water, because it There's was underwater, more water in it, falls all over him. And he's yeah. like, well, I guess this was the rental agreement. And by that, we mean don't jump down. Dump dump the country. I'd like to think that the folk singer character also provided the instrumentals for that sound effect, particularly as the sound designer's <laughs> nephew. Yeah. And after doing oh, the sound design and the soundtrack, they both had a suicide pact afterwards. So, hold hold on a second. So so when when they. This is where it loses a timeline here. Uh, there is a time jump here, and it is two days long. So they lose, they lose the 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 RV, the day of the meeting, right? Yes. Okay. Then uh, they leave the meeting and all that. Somehow they have an RV now. Yes. 
they say, oh, it spent two days in the lake. What was happening for those two days? Where were they? What was going on? I couldn't tell you, nor do I care. Be- 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 well, no, because the, at the end of the movie, uh, the the two like uh, co-owners, CEOs, whatever the fuck of Alpine Soda is just like, we've been trying to catch up to you and offer this job, MacGuffin fucking... You're everything that you need to make this happy end happy. Go. Because integrity gets you jobs nine times out of nine, ten, them. Yeah. And they're like, this I- ranger um, is corrupt and we pay him to track famous movie yeah, actors. I was, I was wondering, like, is, is this cop? Are these guys following this cop who's following them? How is this working out? <laughs> This guy who plays the FBI agent, Agent Harris on The Sopranos, is after you guys because he also happens to own a soda soda company. You're welcome. Yeah. So they're like, come work for us. And his wife is like, he'll take it. And she's like, my wife's such a hard negotiator. Yeah. And that's the end of the the, film. Yep. Oh, there's a line. it went between that where the, the the man kid person is is like uh dad are we poor and he's like that depends on what poor you mean do you mean it's he's like he's mean money oh dirt poor son <laughs> I wish Robin Williams talked like that I'd watch every movie he ever made he just throws that in he's like that's my signature <laughs> I'm Robin Williams. Did you know I went into thousands of movies mostly involved in the comedy genre? The comedy genre. 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 I'd watch that. Genre. So let's move on to final verdicts unless there was uh, something you wanted to talk about. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, we forgot. When they offer the job, the RV starts rolling again and runs over both of the both the cop and the Alpine Soda guy's cars. Because they just do that, and it won't stop. Because, you know. The rolling turd. Wait, and How? we don't keep track of the cop visually, so are we to believe that they just committed oh, a homicide and the cop was in yeah, his no, car and it dead. ran over him? Yeah, no, that cop is super dead. He's like a, f- no, he's a pancake, a flat pancake that. Oh, you know those those big fluffy, you know, the three foot high pancakes that are 3D? That tastes like bone and human chicken? Yeah. Yeah, human chicken. Human chicken. Human chicken. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Good. So, final verdicts, it. Aaron. Is it worth yes. being in the catastrophe section? Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yep. Oh, it's it's as big of a piece of shit as the liquid sh- mustardy shit that they <laughs> that they dumped with hillbillies in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, not beginning. But Aaron, all we need is a banjo. Yeah. Because if you go on that, if you go on a trip to Colorado and learn that Stanford is attainable by somehow and not judge people, you get the jobs and the monies. 
That's about what the movie yeah. taught me. Pretty much. Because you don't so, have to do what they tell you all the time? Yeah. Integrity? This, this, this movie taught me one thing and one thing only. Shit geysers are equivalent to fireworks. Yep. That, that's it. That's what I learned. And, I mean, and always I don't assume know about you. What about, everyone went to Did you learn Stanford. anything else? Yeah, did you, did you learn anything else about this movie? From this movie? That always assume everyone goes to Stanford. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good that's a good chunk of knowledge, too. And always hire uh, more important. Kristen Chenoweth to play the white trashy thing. And another thing I want to point out about bad comedy, family comedies, is the, like, wacky other family that, like, contrasts the, uh, the family outside of the central focus. They always have kids of the opposite sex of the same age. So it's like, oh, well, we yep. have to reinforce yeah. heterosexuality and we have to have them have, like, a romantic interest. Like, it's some sort of prerequisite yeah. for getting greenlit. I mean, you have to, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do that. You got to do it in the butt. Okay. So I think it totally belongs there. Um, welcome to the catastrophe section, RV. You Hello. are awful. Come this way. But Here, no one heard me, me scream because I was on a Sweet. family vacation. Yeah. No one could. No one could hear you scream when you're on family they vacation. Couldn't. That's just how the nope. caption works. That's just how the cookie fucks your ass. That's just how the c- cookie disintegrates because splitting yeah. atoms. Uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, Aaron, guess how much this movie was made for? 50. A little higher. 80 mil, 60 mil. Uh, 55. How much okay. did it make? Uh, more than it merits. So 90, I'm guessing 90. Oh, close. It's 87 and a half million roughly. Apparently I'm getting good at this. Yeah. Well, it's kind of depressing. That's like factoring in that and DVD and Blu-ray was in the black. What is this episode 14 now? Something 13, 13. This is 13, isn't it? 13. What? Episode of the catastrophe section. Yes. All right, then. So this is our unlucky episode, I guess. I mean, we had to watch RV. Well, we so have yes. to watch the Haunted Mansion for the next one. So I don't know if 14. Whoa, that much I am super excited to watch the Haunted Mansion. I don't know about you, but I am. I am excited for that. That is going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of as excited. all of them are. I mean, none of these are good movies at all. So, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. We suffer. We're movie masochists for your entertainment. Um, we, so we suffer for your entertainment. It's our job. It's our non-paid job. You're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's our job we don't get paid for at all. We do it anyway because we don't get paid, so you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, we we watch these anyway. We just figure we might as well share share our pain, our eternal torment with the world. Yep, because we're welcome, cool world. like that. 
Thank you. You're, thank you, Aaron. You're so nice to share your podcast. Wow, Kermit the Frog, when did you get here? I'm just here to thank you for your years of service and watching bad movies and talking about them. Oh, man, that's really nice of you, Kermit the Frog. Oh, man, I, I really love you in that new movie. What's it called? Oh, shit. You mean the Muppets? No, 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 no. It can't be the Muppets. No, that'd be too simple. No, no. No, it was called the Muppets. No, 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 no it's not. Come on. It's not the Muppets. That would be dumb. Why would I forget that? Aaron, it's Godzilla. Oh, yeah. You were Godzilla. You were the enemy, right? You were, you were, uh, God, what was his name? Muto. You were the Muto. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) All right. See ya, Kermit the Frog. See ya. Goodbye. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. That, that was cool. That was, we had Kermit the Frog in the studio. Pretty yeah. badass. I'm I'm still pretty starstruck. That's why I didn't say much. But Aaron, guess how much of a tomatometer rating um RV has? No more than four. It's got a 23. Fuck. 28 fresh 93 rotten. Consensus is an unoriginal and only occasionally funny family road trip movie. RV is a mediocre effort that not even the chemistry. Um, the charisma of Robin Williams can save. And the audience uh, score is 46% liked it. Average score, three out of five out of about 300,000. So 43% of the world needs to re-examine their taste in films and their overall morality as humans. Yes. So get on that, society. I want to see if I'm looking for a fresh review that says, I just like the poo scene. <laughs> it's funny because of the poo guys. <laughs> it's like that Joe Dirt movie. You know where he's in the dirt and his name's Joe? And he he gets covered in poo in that movie, too, and that's funny, that's funny there. Okay, uh, here's some... Fresh reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. This is Matthew Turner from View London says, if the words Robin Williams family comedy strike terror into your heart, then you may be pleasantly surprised by RV because for once he's not playing a blubbering man child. That's exactly what he's playing. Yeah. I mean, less so than other movies, but it's still the same. He's playing incompetent man child, not blubbering. To let... Yeah, to less of a degree, but still, yes. Mm. And this is basically his character from Old Dogs, too. He kept the same rhythm and ble- yeah. rhythm yeah. And beats for that. Except that's way better. Oh, we have to do an Old Dogs episode, because Fremont. Old Dogs is fun. Fremont. That is a, whoa, that is a crazy movie. <laughs> the tanning mishap. We'll... We'll do an episode on that. Don't worry about it. Okay, I don't. This is like from another dimension. Uh, this is Matt Caracappa from Box Office Magazine. He writes. RV has some pacing issues and a few jokes with punchlines telegraphed weeks ago, but the strength of the performances and a troupe of likable characters transform it from a film. You merely wouldn't regret watching to one you'll actually enjoy. Three out of five. Well, I mean, it's it's the middlingest of middle reviews. The, the writing is super crazy almost, but the rating is middle middle of the road down the fucking straight straight away man like it's that's the 
middlest middle you can get. Oh, and lastly, Justin Chang of Variety said, RV works up an ingratiating sweetness that partially compensates for its blunt predictability and meager laughs. Roger Ebert, writing for the Chicago Sun-Times, said, there is nothing I much disliked, but little to really recommend. So basically, eh, I found it not not offensive, but also shoulder shruggy. I found it offensive because it was all the same fucking we've seen this movie a hundred thousand times this is this is i mean all family comedies are almost the same all of these like this is a whenever the dad is like the main character it always like it's a dad centric movie almost all the jokes are the same except maybe like the uh what is it? National Lampoon's Vacation Series. Like some of those are yeah. actually legitimately good. I mean, it's still the the archetype of, oh, the dad's a moron. Everybody else, there's oh, dad. Well, that's the wah, one. That's wah. the one that the like, archetype it's all still is pulling those from. Kinds of jokes. That's what it's being pulled from. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, and but we also can pull it Eric, off like them. We have to address um, also that the writer for this. Jeff Rodkey also yep, wrote yep, some of oh, our yeah. favorites, such as. Yep, he did Daddy Daddy Daycare, Daddy Day Camp. I'm not looking at this. I know this offhand. And The Shaggy Dog. Yep. All movies that we hate, except for I kind of have a soft spot for Daddy Day Camp because of the obvious poo jokes. Uh, it's not obvious. That's the whole movie. <laughs> I remember we watched that movie and we're just like, up oh, <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> fart joke yeah yeah <laughs> we could count down the fart jokes in that movie there's like a part where there's a fat plumber who's like yeah you got a problem like, with your methane tank <laughs> oh and there's a part where he's like he's like slowly bending over and i'm like he's gonna fart oh boy he did yeah, that was that movie. He I, did I mean, that thing I expected him to do. So now this episode is a two-part episode. This little five-second segment is all about Daddy Day Camp. Now we don't have to watch it again, please. <laughs> well, no, I think we should still do an episode on it, probably. Okay, maybe. But we'll see. sooner or later... We still got to do like knockoff and stuff. We got a list. We got a giant list of stuff we got to yeah, do. Yeah, we do. And then at some point, we got to do. We got to circle back to Who's Your Caddy. Uh, yeah, we do. That is I, the movie. That movie that is exists. just my favorite. It is alternate dimension-y, just like old dogs. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. It is, that um, is a crazy movie. So it should be mentioned that RV, in closing, did win a special category Razzie as oh, the yeah. worst excuse for family entertainment, which it rightfully deserves. <laughs> Yes, I remember this being a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, as I mentioned before, also nominated for Worst Supporting Actress to Kristen Chenoweth for this, Deck the Halls, and The Pink yeah. Panther. And also the writer, Jeff Rodkey, um, has been nominated for a Razzie after this, two years later for Worst Screenplay for Daddy Day Camp. Hooray. Yeah, There is justice. Yes, there is. Okay, um, well, let's move on to... so. Next time, we will be reviewing The Haunted Mansion for our Halloween episode, the Eddie Murphy family comedy. Yes, I said it. Eddie Murphy family comedy review. What? 
Hey, guess what? The the, the catastrophe section doing a family comedy. Oh. What's this about? Oh, I would never have guessed. Um, but we're doing it a little different. This is going to drop a week from when this drops on actual Halloween. Not this episode, but the um, the Haunted Mansion episode will drop drop then instead. And then we'll take another two weeks off and get back on a regular on the regular schedule. Yeah, we'll come back in the third week, week of November because I've got a really busy November. So I figure we get these two episodes in. Um, by then, we'll have plenty of time to watch the new one and be back to you by uh, Thanksgiving week. So, yes, all yes, ten indeed. of you that listen to us. Uh, yeah, and we still have to find a Thanksgiving movie to do for Thanksgiving if we are going to do so. Yeah, well, Thanks Killing doesn't really count. That's not a very good movie. We already watched it. It's not even fun, bad. Yep. Except for the part Paul where he's uh, wearing the dad as a face. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, so final segment, Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Uh, Ziltoid 2 is, I've only listened to it once. It's the new album by Devin Townsend. I've only listened to it once so far. Um, I'm not really sure where to, it's a double disc. I'm not really sure where to place it in like, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's retready. Like he's done this kind of music before. Um, uh, it's good, but I've only listened to it once to be fair. So I haven't really absorbed, uh, the, 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 the whole entirety of the thing yet. So I'm not sure where I stand on that. Um, oh, go see fury. Fury was badass. I still need to go see it. It looks sexy. I do like me some the, Brad Pitt. He's a triple. Threat. Yeah. Well, also well, quadruple. Handsome. You know, you good know, actor. Uh, good director. Well, I don't know about director, but good actor. Good. Yeah. Presence. And it has looks. probably my. I'm probably the only person in the world, almost, to have a favorite sound designer, uh, Paul N. J. Audison. Fucking shout out to you, motherfucker. You are great. And have won three Emmys, I think. Um, he did like he did the Hurt Locker. He did Battle L.A. He did uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He did a this mother. This guy does not stop working, but um, he just does some really cool things in the sound where like nobody would notice, but it it adds so much to the scene. And I I do sound, uh, so I know to, I pay attention to this shit. So go see it. Not to mention Shia LaBeouf is not like he's likable in this movie. He doesn't bother anybody. Like he's not like fucking can he stop talking? It's like, ah, he's a character. He's not good. Sitting in a corner wearing an I'm not famous plaque going. No, no, he's actually pretty good in this. Um, I actually want to see it again, which in the theaters, because. I, I never see movies more than once in the theaters. Almost. I never, almost never do that. Um, but I want to go do that again. So, you know, yeah, I, I still, I'm probably going to go see it this week. Anything else? Yeah. Um, <sighs> no, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, what's on my radar this week? Uh, first yeah, off, Cameron, I started- what's your check your radar, Cameron. What's on it? Oh, let me, let, let me check that. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Hello? Hello. Is your radar a telephone? Yes. Do you have a telephone? Yes. Oh, okay. Hello? Hi. Hi. 
What's up? Oh, not nothing much. I'm. I was. Just, I was just about to talk about you. Oh, um. Well, I mean, what what is on your radar? I mean, I'm your radar, but you know. Oh well, lately, um, I've been watching Marin, which is on IFC. Yeah, yeah, that has been. I I've been looking through my myself, and I do see a little bit of Marin on here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. Yeah, you see that coded on you. Yeah. Not like a code well, you wear in the winter, but coded like I'm coding this code. Code. Yeah. Well, it's on me because it's on my on your radar, which is me. So, you know. Oh, it's yeah. on me. I can look down and look at myself and it's on me. It says Marin right there. Oh, yeah. The whole the whole consciousness thing. Anyway, yeah, you know. I, I should go back to talking to Aaron about this because it's rude to not talk to the person on the yeah, not phone radar. I mean, the radar is way better than him. I know. Yeah. Um, Fuck that guy, right? Goodbye. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Check on me later. Goodbye. I will. Uh, there you are, Aaron. Let, let me tell you. Uh, hi. Also, I went and saw Kill the Messenger, which was fucking phenomenal. Good job, Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. um, I've read about cool. Gary Webb, but it's basically about this reporter who in the 90s broke the news that the... <sighs> okay, let me just get this out of the way. Reagan was the worst fucking piece of shit president we ever had. And to go against Congress not funding his, you know, em- empire war in South America to fight communism, he decided to let them import tons of like billions of dollars worth of cocaine into the United States from Nicaragua and then siphoning the street sales from that and killing people of color and people of lower economic and marginal classes to fund his, you know. they're poor, they deserve it. Yeah. They're just killing people that he doesn't care about. (laughs) Money, man. And so he's like, to preserve the white people of America. And so this reporter finds that the government was doing that. And he's like, fuck it, I'm publishing this story. And they just go after him. And in the name of integrity, he like resigns. His career is destroyed. And eventually he like committed suicide in 2004. Well, he was shot twice in the head. I don't know if that counts as a suicide, but... Yeah, that's not suicide. Yeah. Oops, I missed. Now I'm bleeding out. Let me shoot myself again. But... It's just a really good movie. I hope Jeremy Renner gets an Oscar nom for it. Uh, Ray Liotta's good for like the two minutes that he shows up. <laughs> uh, finally, I have li- been listening to Modern Vintage, which is the new 6AM album, which is fucking sexy. It's got the Nikki Six guitar riffs. It's got some good lyrics. And while it hasn't, I've only listened to it uh, about four times now, but it's, it's sinking in. It's not as good as this is going to hurt. It's a little bit more less out there rock and moody and concepty than that. It's a little bit more heroin diaries, which I also like, but, um, I've only heard heroin diaries. I've oh, I heard the first one. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure if there's a book for modern vintage, but you should totally get those on iTunes or wherever you can buy music and not steal it. Cause that's not cool. No, don't do that. Come on. Yeah. Come that's on. That's rude. I mean, podcasts, jerks, feel free to get us for free. Steal podcasts. Yeah. Steal the shit out of us. I mean, we're free anyway, so. 
I mean, you don't really play have us on to, SoundCloud. Can, subscribe to really us on Stitcher, iTunes. To. Yeah, yeah. Cost you nothing. Go ahead. Have it for free. Except for time. That's, yeah. You get to listen to us. It's a privilege and an honor. Yeah. And a privilege. Privilege. That. Yeah, it didn't work at all. Just shut stop. up. I'll make you watch our V again. Uh, good luck with that. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, so oh, yeah, okay. next time we'll be reviewing the Haunted Mansion. Um, now let's do the outro. Aaron, remember to put the Robin Williams wankster thing right after that. Yes, I will. Okay. I think that's going to close us out. Outro. Outro. If you don't put the real thing into the real thing, it rolls away. There's shit in a geyser. Shit or a geyser. All we need is a banjo. Out. Out. Out? It's an out. Tro. Tro. She's Monty Monty. Just letting it all out. Yep. Done.